E-S-N-Y. regular co-host rob is we'll just we we live together so i'll just be talking to him from across the living room and i'll just start recording and he doesn't it takes him like a minute and a half to realize he's supposed to be talking to his mic <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's well, like I a mean, super special thing with the call recorder like my call recorder starts recording as soon as the like skype call starts so it's like it's always live yeah uh, that's actually i should look into that but damn you got all that yankee stuff back there yeah, that's what I was telling you, bro. I have like like this is where I record um George's box and uh-huh. like this wall I've shot a bunch of stuff on. I actually am gonna move out of this place, so I gotta like tear it down and fucking rebuild it. But like Yikes. got the fucking Mariano shit right here. That's like uh, I, I need to get to a bobblehead day. I've never made it to bobblehead day on time to actually get a bobblehead. It's yo, I used to never make it on time because I used to live in, in Monmouth County. And like could just never get to the stadium, but I moved up here and now I can get to the game in like 45 minutes, whether I drive or like take the train. And I'm just always there now and I'm always there in, in enough time to get whatever the giveaway is like. Yeah. And you just cook up now. I used yeah, to be working yeah. until like 530 out on Long Island. And now all of a sudden I, I work downtown. I get out at 430 so I can get to the games. But then I'm dooming the next day of my life because I'm not getting home till like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know it, man. I, I worked corporate in New York City from 2015 to last year. And it was like so many times I wanted to just say, like, fuck this, I'm out. But you can't. Like, you got to stay there until you're really, like, done with work or until your boss says you're good to go. And then that ruins your whole night. Yeah. I'm lucky. I, I, I got a nice, cool boss now. They let me. They, I come in early. I leave early. It's all good. It's just getting home is a disaster because I live out on Long Island, so I got to get on the Long Island Railroad. It's like an hour home from uh, there, yeah, that's an hour down place. to Penn. It's brutal. And you always yeah. got people on the subway doing their showtime shit, and I'm just not prepared for that at all. <laughs> yeah, that shit's never going to end. Yeah, uh, but you brought up George's Box, which is obviously your podcast you do with uh, JJ. I actually I don't know JJ's last name, but you guys are uh, the J the, the JJ is his first. And like Jack Jokinen, that's where he got Jack Jokinen. Is that his actual name? Yeah, I don't oh, think he'll mind me throwing his, uh, his government out. Um, he's a comedian, <laughs> so the last name Jokinen, it, it kind of works for him. Yeah, yeah. fits. Actually, I met yeah. him. I met him years ago at a, at a City Field Yankees Mets game. I was like hammered with my friends with like chicken wing sauce all over my face. And we were like, wait, that's JJ, that's JJ, right? Went over to him. We probably thought I was like some psychopath. I was like, hey, man, big fan. <laughs> and just had fucking barbecue sauce like all over my face. I think, I mean, he's probably used to that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Guys, like, they I'm get sure that he's a gotten lot. worse. Yeah, I'm sure he's gotten a lot worse than that. Uh, so about George's box, I mean, how would you link up with the BP crew guys? I, I mean, I love Scott and Andrew. I've been listening to their podcast for a couple of years now, and they're awesome. But you guys yeah. just started yours this year. So um, back in 2014, I was selected to be in the MLB fan cave 
and uh people like don't even know what that shit is anymore it's like i still yeah i was gonna ask you that next i you talk about that all the time i still yeah, have no it's idea crazy because uh we were the last year but we were the fourth year in its existence but we ended up being the final year and i i thought we were gonna be like class of 2014 and get to like meet different fans every year and they just deaded it when um manfred became commissioner but either way the fan cave was uh, a place downtown in New York City where they pick fans from different teams to come together for the whole season and watch every single Major League Baseball game. So every team, every game, and you're in the same spot. Um, I mean, and it was cool. So I wanted to, like, share my experience, right? I'm the Yankee fan, and I had, you know, read Bronx Pinstripes for a couple years. I followed them on Twitter. I was like, these guys seem cool. I'm going to invite them to the fan cave. So I reached out to Scott. And he sent five guys to the fan cave, and Andrew was actually one of them. And um, I got to watch the game with them. This was Jeter's final year. And, uh, you know, watching the game with fans that are Dodgers fans, Red Sox fans, White Sox, Cubs, whatever else was in there, um, it's not the same as, like, watching a game with, you know, five other Yankee fans. So I was like, damn, these guys are cool. And I, I told them, I was like, hey, when this is all done, you know, I'd like to join the squad. I'd like to work with the team, like, I wasn't really trying to write any blogs, but I knew that, you know, in the digital capacity, social media, videos, whatever, um, I could probably get down with them. And when I got out of the cave, we started doing like Snapchat takeovers and Instagram takeovers. And for a while, I was just a guy that would check in like, yo, this is Keith McPherson at Wrigley Field. Uh, we're about to beat the shit out of the Cubs. Watch this story and follow along. And um, as time went on, my role expanded a little bit more. And then this past winter... JJ came aboard from Barstool. He stopped doing Barstool in 2017, took 2018 um, off. And they were like, okay, you want to do a podcast? We want to start a second podcast because we do two times a week. And, you know, we want to have a, a different uh, style podcast. You know, who should we pair him up with? And they reached out to me and they were like, hey, man, you want to do a podcast? And I tell people this all the time. I went to school for radio. I was on the radio at school for, you know, like two or three years. I had a show from three to six in the summer every day. I didn't want to do a podcast. I had the experience. Um, people said I had a good voice for it and, and stuff like that. But I didn't want to do a podcast because I just thought it was like a fad. I'm like, man, everybody's making fucking podcasts. Um, but now I realize it's just another medium and everybody should be making podcasts if they're, you know, they got something to talk about, something to share and they're good at it. So JJ and I teamed up. We started George's Box. And I mean, it's it's been it's been awesome. The support and the amount of people that have like reached out to me and People that have, um, you know, just sent messages about how much they, they like the show and how funny they think it is. And like they want to meet us and hang out with us. Like I wasn't expecting that to come from it. Yeah, it, it definitely shows that you have a radio background. Just looking at your setup through our Skype camera, I could tell like I'm working with a $30 mic from Walmart. Danny's talking into his iPod headphones. Yeah, and he's got nah, this, yeah. this whole branch off set up, the whole cover yeah. on the microphone. That's some professional That's shit. the first thing I told them. I was like, I'm not going to do a podcast uh, with like low quality shit. Like it's it's not worth my time if we're not going to do it right. So we like went on yeah, Amazon. You got to come through sounding clean. Yeah, yeah. And it's not hard nowadays. Like this is like a $100 mic and then there's like a like a little $50 USB mixer. And I'm going to actually upgrade this stuff when I move because I'm, I'm going to do an NFL show soon. Um, but that was my main thing. I was like, so many people do these podcasts and then they quit and they don't realize that like, yo, if you put out six episodes of shitty sound quality, what do you expect? People aren't going to be tuning in every week to hear you like that. Yeah. That's what we did before 
you know, we actually started really investing in this when I was doing it with my roommate, Rob, the first like four or five episodes, I didn't even tweet out the link. And I was like, this sounds so <laughs> shitty. Like, I don't want, I don't want anybody to actually listen to this yet. So but those you know, were your practice the episodes. Yeah, those, exactly. We, yeah, JJ exactly. and I did the reps, same thing. Yeah. We, um, we had practice episodes for almost a month and a half before we were like, okay, I think we have a good like style and flow and rhythm. We know each other. Like we can do this. You got to practice. Yeah. Uh, we just we just did that. We took three weeks off, and we when we came back, the fourth episode, I don't even remember how to like speak to you through this microphone. It's like <laughs> weird because yeah. the rhythm is all off. You haven't been doing this every week. Yeah, that's a that's a decent mic. That's a Samson mic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I used to work at Guitar Center too. Um, so like I have an audio background, and I know like microphones and hookups and stuff. So like, you know, like we used to sell that microphone in Guitar Center. That's a good that's a good starter mic. Oh, that's pretty. That's pretty good to hear. Yeah. Didn't seal approval. Yeah. But I mean, coming down to the real reason that I know you is from Yankees Twitter. It's as Rob likes to refer to it. It's just this dark room. The lights are off. There's no windows, and there's like a hundred people in it, and everyone's just screaming at each other. There's and, like more than a hundred people. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. And above that, you have remained the most positive person on Yankees Twitter that I've ever seen in my entire life. I, yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. It's like it, you, you, can, you can get pulled down to people's level and go low and you could stoop down to people's like low BS. But like, what's the point? Right. I look at it like this. Like I said, I was in the fan cave and when I was in the fan cave, they were like, yeah, we, you know, get your Twitter followers up, tweet during the game so people will follow you. That was five years ago. Yankees Twitter did not look like this five years ago. And, um, you I know, I'm even on Yankees Twitter five years ago. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like it turned into a monster. So like I've seen it over the years and I've seen guys like John Boy come up. I've seen like Joe's McFly come up. I've seen Scott and Andrew's followers, you know, go out of the roof. I've seen guys like JJ when he was barstool and I was retweeting his stuff and didn't know him. So like my stance with Yankee Twitter is this, like I try and build community. I try and follow people back. It doesn't cost me anything to follow you. I will quickly unfollow you if you say some dumb shit. Um, but like, as far as being positive, I just like I see people like taking it to the next level, right? If it's Yankees Twitter, it should be Yankees fans talking about the Yankees. You shouldn't be calling someone fat. You shouldn't be making fun of someone's look or like you know going to the next level to like bring someone down. I see I see stuff like that, and I just like mute people and block people, and I just don't need that type of negativity, energy, negative energy in my life. I'm like. Yo, this is literally a website and an app that you can like log off of. But people take it dead seriously. So when I'm on there, I try and have fun. Uh, I try and talk to everybody, and I try and keep it light. The mute, the mute button is probably the best thing that ever happened to Twitter because it's oh. not even. It's like not even anymore. Like they see you block them or anything. <laughs> they're just they're shouting into the void. Like when yeah. you have these like negative people, it's so it's the greatest thing. So many people are muted that like I'll get in these like threads and it'll be like you can't yeah, see this tweet yeah, because exactly. this person is muted. I'm like, and then like, I'll forget oh I'll forget why I muted them. I'll forget why I muted them. It could be something as stupid as people saying like fire Brian Cashman or mm -hmm. um, people getting at the organization. It's just like I don't know. I've been I've been blessed to get closer to the Yankees than I ever imagined and like meet some people on the inside that when I see people that like don't even go to the game, haven't met anybody like they live in like, I don't know, somewhere in like Pennsylvania. And they're talking about the Yankees and the, the team and the management in a way where I'm like, yo, you 
Like, delete your account. Like, you shouldn't even be talking. Yeah, like Iowa. I, the entire yeah. state of Iowa is not thrilled with me today. <laughs> yeah, feel the dreams. If you build it, yeah. they will come. Yeah, all I did was building. throw up a couple Google searches, and everyone was like, oh, don't even bother coming, you ignorant New Yorker. You coastal elite, you. No, nah, we'll, we'll be out there. That. Yeah, we'll be out there, and they're going to have to deal with it, and they, they want us to come. It's going to yeah. watch. Their, their economy is going to boost for – it's only one game, and I think it's a Thursday, but like that's yeah. going to be the most lit Thursday night Iowa has seen out in those oh, farms. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was talking to people today, and they were like, yeah, I'm looking for hotels, and you can't even get one within like three hours of the park anymore. They haven't even put tickets for sale yet, and the hotels are completely booked. Uh, it's going to be tough uh, to get those tickets, I feel like. I have some inside people with like Yankees tickets. Um, one of my boys that was in the fan cave with me works for the White Sox ticket office. I have friends that work at MLB. I don't know. Right now, it's just it's good for social media. <laughs> it's yeah. They they had yeah. a sick video. They had Judge out there in the field. They showed the like lights coming on and like the 3D rendering of what the stadium is gonna look like. Eight thousand seats. Like it's good for social media hype for today, but. Fast forward a year from now, uh, they got a year to execute it, and we'll, we'll see how it all goes down. Yeah, I thought that was great, how well they kept it under wraps, too. Like I had Nobody even mentioned a hint that this might be happening, and then out of nowhere, Aaron Judge is in a commercial. Yeah, uh, so I didn't know either, but once, once I reached out to my boys today, like inside MLB and inside the Yankees, they're like, dude, I knew about this. I just couldn't say anything. Like, so happy yeah, it's out yeah. there now and I can talk about it. I'm like, that's something that, like, if you, if you spill the beans on that and it gets out and, like, a blog pick, picks it up and they trace it back to you, you're getting fired. Yeah, no, you're toast. But, all right, so we know who Keith McPherson is now. Now that we've gotten a background on you, George's pod, Bronx Pinstripe, the fan cave and everything. So right now where the Yankees are at, we're a week after the trade deadline and we haven't lost. Yeah, I mean, I it's it. a good spot. I mean, it's an answer, you know. Um, it's an answer to all of the uh, people that I muted and unfollowed um, on Wednesday, July all 31st. All the anti-cashment people. Uh, mm-hmm. well, exactly. Like, yo, on the podcast, I was saying we need two or three pitchers, man. We got to bring in some guys to shake this shit up. You know, but like once we didn't make a move, I'm like, okay, we didn't make a move. So we're rocking with who we got. And you would think that like, I don't know, someone like ruined everyone's birthday or like it was like the most disappointing day for Yankees Twitter. The doom and gloom that I saw down the timeline. My, my most uh, popular tweet that day was, yo, if you think the season ended today, unfollow me because people were literally talking, we'll never beat the Astros now. This was a waste of a season. Brian Cashman should be fired. Uh, Brian Cashman didn't do anything at the deadline. and I'm It like, wasn't even on Cashman, though. You saw the I'm reports saying. coming from teams. There were no deals to be made. There, it like, wasn't possible. People talk what they don't know, and it's like you got to think about it. There are 29 teams in us. You think these other teams are trying to hook us up with the best deal? No, they're trying to rob us. You think these teams are trying to give us the ace we need to – like go on top of all the all the bats that we have no it's just like brian cashman was not about to get finessed he wasn't about to give up Devi garcia clint frazier Flory. like there's no there's no way that like no it's just laughable that was now especially with toronto it. too toronto yeah. specifically where it's like oh how did cashman not beat the deal at the mets game well the yankees have to pitch marcus stroman against the toronto blue jays multiple times a year so exactly. are you going to go and get literally nothing in return for him and then just have him dominate you? 
like no. division that's not going down. And then even with like the Mets, the Mets are not trying to do deals with us. So like all the it's talk 2004, about like the last time we made a deal with the Mets. And I don't want to do any deals not, with them. Like they're no. little brother. Let little brother be little brother. We don't have to do any deals with them. We don't want any of their guys. But like this series um, against the Orioles and this weekend series against the Red Sox, brooms sweeping these, these guys in division, showing our dominance of the division and just showing the dominance of our team in baseball, the replace for 28 hashtag that I use on Twitter, I didn't want that to come back. I literally used that in like May and June when we were losing guys. And then as soon as we got some of the guys back, I'm like, okay, chase for 28 is back on. But now re replace for 28 is a real thing. It's because these backups, they're not afraid of the spotlight. They're ready. Guys like, like Higgy last night. Come on. Oh, he was great. Yeah. He was great. Higgy's our third string catcher. This guy could start in a third of the lead. Like, on a third of the league's teams and he's he's mashing guys like Gio Urshela this year just like found a groove and like is looking like one of the best third basemen in baseball it's wild and there's power and pinstripes and it's good to be a Yankee fan and I think the Yankees I was at the game on the 31st and um, I think the Yankees responded right away as soon as the trade deadline ended and we didn't make a move and you know things kind of like went flat Austin Romine hit a home run Boom, we put the, the Diamondbacks away so that we wouldn't get swept by Arizona for the season. And it was like, listen, from this point on, we're rolling with who we got. Everybody step up, next man up, and just play better, and, and we'll get this shit done. And you bring up Romine and Higashioka earlier. Like, Romine, over the last couple of years, when Gary's had his injuries and his slumps and stuff, he's been so solid, always there. He's, like, that next man up guy, like, yeah. personified, you know, he's anytime ready. they need him. And, you know, like, is he an all-star? No, but he's he knows what he's doing. He's a veteran. He handles the pitching staff well. It's guys like him, guys like Talkman. I mean, that guy is becoming a legend now. Love like, people are People are <laughs> obsessed with him. And I'm I'm one of them. I, I love Talkman now. He's a beast. Well, I mean, like, biggest Talkman. apology of all time yeah it's, i yeah, i mean i, I didn't was, speak I was, highly of him because when we got him from the rockies I, uh, I thought it was just a move because tyler wades wasn't good enough to play the outfield yeah, yeah. Uh, um but that just goes to show you in cash we trust cashman could have brought in anybody right even cameron maben i'm like on my podcast i'm like yo cameron maben has got multiple duis his career is over this guy's done i think he was in triple a for the indians yeah. And then we just bought him. We just got him for cash. And cash, like everybody for cash. <laughs> it's like, yo, OPS is over 900. Like, it's like, it's crazy what happens. I mean, I know Yankee Stadium's a hitter's park, but it's still crazy how these guys show up. Talk, it's man. not, it's not even like a last two show. weeks. Thing then, yeah. Yeah. It's no, not it's not. No, these guys, they, I mean, Talkman, I think Talkman and Maven both have OPS north of 900. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous how it's, how it's happening, but it's awesome. So if Cashman can put guys like that on this team as a backup plan, as plan B, C, D, because like our outfield was supposed to be John Carlos Stanton, Aaron Hicks, Judge, Gardner, Clint Frazier. The fact that we're rolling out there with Talkman and Mabin and they're hitting home runs, they're playing well for us. How can you hold it against him, Brian Cashman, I'm speaking of? That he didn't go and get Robbie Ray for Clint Frazier and three prospects. Like, no, like that's that's the thing that rubs me the wrong way. He's done so much to back this team up, and he's done so much to make sure that we're good. 
you got to trust that he's making the right decisions. Yeah, and that's that's what I think Yankees Twitter and just Twitter in general has a way of getting away with itself. I've been like, all right, who's the best available guy? Let's trade our best guys to get that guy. When it became down to like, we're getting Robbie Ray, we're getting nobody. Is Robbie Ray really the guy you want to hand the ball to in game four of a playoff series? Like, he's a good pitcher, but I, that's not the guy I'm like, yeah, this is it. We're good. Game four, that's a win. I, the thing about Robbie Ray is like, I'm not giving up our prospects for this guy. And no, no he's not the guy we want to hand the ball later. to. No. Right. If you overpay now, you can't spend them later. A guy comes around in the offseason and we say, oh, this guy, this is a guy we truly believe in. We want to trade Garcia for him. Like You can't do that if you dump him on Robbie Ray. It's, it's too big of there. a risk. It's too big of a risk. We, we, um, we went out and got Sonny Gray at the trade deadline, and we saw how he pitched in the, in the Bronx. You can't be certain that these pitchers are going to show up in the Bronx and still be themselves. It's a different type of game when you step out there. Yankee Stadium is not like the other ballparks no. in, in America. I've, I've seen a few of them. There's not many of them that get turned up like, like Yankee Stadium gets turned up. So That was the other thing with Granky last week, too, where people mm-hmm. like if yeah, you just type, was, type his name into your Twitter search bar, and that's all you need to know to be like, he's not coming to New York. He's got yeah. no trade. No here. trade clause. Um, He's got some type of anxiety or mental health issues. Yep. Uh, like, I didn't want this, this dude. Send him to, I'm telling you. And, like, I, like, I'm not a jinx person. I'm very, like, universe. Things are connected. Numbers are connected. This whole thing is setting up for the Astros to have Verlander, Garrett Cole, Zach Grinke. Roll them out there and get beat. Yeah, Roll Verlander's getting up like, a lot of home runs this year. And that's the thing. People, like, everyone was freaking out. Like, oh, there's no way they beat the Astros. Yeah, I'll admit the Astros are probably the team to beat right now, but that doesn't mean the Yankees or any other team can't beat them in a seven-game series. I mean, it's still baseball at the end of the day. I mean, like, to say, like, oh, this is over, the Astros are head and shoulders better, that's just, that's crazy talk. Like, let's, we got the guys we got, let's roll with them and see what happens. It's, it's, po- it's still possible. I don't mind the narrative changing from in the beginning of the season, right? If you go back and look at everybody's predictions, Fox, MLB Network, writers, everyone was saying 2019, New York Yankees, World Series champions, right? I don't mind July 31st coming and then August 1st, people waking up and the narrative changes that now the Astros are the favorites Mm. because they can sleep on us and we have this like chip on our shoulder now. The replace for 28 crew, these guys are like, yo, we're going to carry the team until guys get healthy and then when the postseason comes, it's going to be hard for Aaron Boone to put a lineup together. Yeah. That's a, you were mentioning that on George's box yesterday where he was like, there's no feeling in AAA like, oh, I'm stuck in AAA. It's yeah, we are ready to go. Drop of the hat. Like there's no adjusting to the major league level. You're you're in. You're ready to go. You're playing the first day and you got a you got a ball. I, I met the lady at Yes Network that uh, came up with the path to pinstripe show. I can't think of her name. But I was complimenting her. I was like, that is awesome. I'm like, especially yeah. for our team to show people on Yes Network what these guys are doing with the rail riders and how they're preparing, how they're practicing, how they're just ready to come up and be in the in the Bronx. And there isn't much of a like culture shock. There isn't much of a transition. There isn't like a first day on the job and you're you're starstruck or you're you're nervous. No, these guys are all ready to rock, man. We got Mike Ford DH in the night. Like Come on, yo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I Mike, Ford, Mike Ford, un, undrafted, which to me is... From like, Princeton. Yeah, yeah. 
an undrafted guy making it to the majors like that is, is crazy. But, I mean, that just goes to show you the Yankees. They just hit on these guys that no one thinks are going to hit, you know? So, I, so right. So, Yankee. so if we're hitting on guys like Mike Ford, Mike Talkman, Gio Urshela, right? I think we have smart enough guys in that building, and I've met a couple of them. I think we have smart enough guys in that building to figure out how to get us ready. We are ready, but pitching-wise, how to get us ready for the postseason and how to attack the postseason with the pitching that we have. We need Severino and Batances to come back, obviously, but people are fools. I was listening to New York Talk Radio, and I said this on George's Box, I think. I think Don LaGreca said Masahiro Tanaka is going to be our game one starter. Who says? That's not in yeah, stone. I, I, no, honestly, in it's stone. Paxton right now. If he if he's going to keep being curveball throwing Paxton, that guy's been dominant. Our our the the regular season is not like the postseason. Everyone that watches baseball knows that our approach yeah. to these games in the postseason is TBA. Like mm-hmm. it'll be announced. We don't we don't know yet. We don't know who's rolling out there. We might get Chad Nestor. We might get get CC Sevy. We might like there might be a mix of openers and like we're undefeated with the openers. Why don't we set up mm. another group of openers? Like they tried it out with Holder the other night, which I mean, can you imagine? You know, Chad, you have Chad Green and Holder. Like if you need an opener on the day, we got some time like to work that. on it. Yeah, yeah. There's, we got some time to work on it. I think they still have to push for home field in the playoffs, like over the Astros. I think that's important. Absolutely. But at the same time, you can also start experimenting, you know, using guys in some different situations, bring Sevy back, kind of like ease him into it. They got time to kind of experiment with things before before the real real deal starts. I love the idea of putting CC and Sevy in a game together. Just, you know, you get mm-hmm. Sevy out there, you go, Sevy, go one time through the lineup, whatever it takes, get him out. And then the next time through the lineup, instead of seeing – 98 99 and a wipeout slider you're seeing cc with a change up and a back door and that finesse shit like that's a hard adjustment to make in yeah. one at bat and then cc if if cc struggles we're in the bullpen yeah and, and the let's bullpen see is deep let's see i uh i forget where low Lo isaac is in his rehab um we got guys. We got guys. I'm not worried. Uh, I've never been. I don't, I don't care. I think the, the Yankees are going to win the World Series every year. But, like, I truly think this year we have the bats. We have the pitching. Like, the pitching doesn't look like it, but we, we do have the pitching to figure it it's out. Still there. It's, it's versatile. Bigger than all of that, it's the chemistry, man. Um, this team has created multiple T-shirts from Next Man Up to Savages. Um, viral sensations with Boone ranting. Um, I don't know. Everyone loves these players on our team from Glaber to now Talkman is, is becoming a, a celebrity. Like there's a special energy with this team, man. I, I think we figure out how to get it done. It's the same energy the Red Sox had last year too, where it's like, no matter what it is, like these guys are coming away with a win tonight. Like, it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter who's playing. Like they're going to find a way to win this game tonight. And they had a they had a magical season, man, and and I knew they were winning the World Series. Like this time last year, I knew they were winning the World Series. So I'm like, yeah. they've got too many good they, players. They do they, things right. They get guys on base. They get guys in. Like they don't put guys on base and leave them on base. Like guys get on base, they're scoring runs. They were swagging. Their guys are doing dances in the outfield. I'm like, these guys are gonna win the fucking World Series. I don't think they had one like bad stretch last season i kept waiting because it's like every year a baseball team goes in a slump i'm like red sox will go in a slump yankees will kind of get back into it and just never happened throughout the playoffs postseason everything everything went right they just every single day like everything went right for them 
they just were like an unrelenting force. It was it was wild. But I think pick up if you pick up Steve Pierce, I fucking hate mm -hmm. Steve Pierce. If you pick up (laughs) Steve Pierce and he becomes a World Series MVP, that means everything went right. Nate Valdi, he's another one that grinds my gears because you you guys remember when he pitched for yeah, us? He was mm-hmm. never good enough for us. It's he was like, five runs, five innings, three runs every he single. One he won all the time, but like he was just getting crazy run support that one year. I remember. Yeah, so they, I mean, they they had some type of special energy last year, and I think, uh, you know, the way the rivalry goes, uh, some of it got transferred over to us, and I think this year we're gonna put it together. We we still need guys like Judge to. To be judge, you know, yeah, like he hasn't even been still, there. Gary's yeah. been hurt and slumping. Giancarlo so, hasn't been here the whole year. Like, right, Gary's coming back. Giancarlo should be coming back. Edwin's gonna heal up, and then, like, I, I just really hope that October comes. The energy is right. People are hyped up, and this team puts it all together. I mean, yeah, that's it. It has that feeling. But um, all right, we got two more things for you. Uh, one thing is. The players' weekend jerseys. I know you talked about it yesterday, but <laughs> we over at Esney, we've been talking about this nonstop. How ugly they are, and how the name the names are so dumb. They're terrible nicknames. It feels like a PR person just picked them for them. Dude, I'm like, I, I I'm I just like am dumbfounded because I'm like they have the perfect opportunity to make something cool and they just miss, like all around miss. Someone told me that they. That they made these jerseys black and white so the players could customize them. And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? Customize them. Yeah. Like, oh. put patches on them, draw gra- graffiti on them, like, make like Sharpie cartoons. What are you going to do? Sounds like the Yankees saw- for sure. No way. <laughs> yeah. I saw 100 Pence, 100 Pence asked if he could tie dye his. <laughs> 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 Yo, they missed. And um, man, I know MLB has better people in the design team. I know that MLB is consistently. Third to the ML uh, to the NBA and the NFL, but the NFL and NBA figure out how to come up with cool stuff for their players. Mm-hmm. Cool jerseys, right? The the All Star Game jerseys are always pretty dope. Um, MLB the, had a huge opportunity. Good, yeah, yeah. The City Edition NBA jerseys are sweet. Um, the 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 Major League Baseball people had a perfect opportunity, right, to do something cool. This is Yankees Dodgers that weekend. I don't know that's some of the one. other that's games. I don't know some of the other games that are slated, but it's Yankees, Dodgers, two of the most historic franchises, biggest fan bases, and what is the MLB dream? When I was in the fan cave, the dream for MLB is a Yankees Dodgers World Series. They know that's going to get all the television ratings, that's going to mm. get all the ticket sales, that's going to get casual fans to really tune in. Why, when they are about to play in August, would you take away those iconic uniforms for these? Why would you why why wouldn't you that you know no what I sense. said on on George's box I'm like I thought maybe they would give us some like futuristic Yankees jerseys futuristic Dodgers jerseys then when I heard that they were going to be black I'm like ah all right, they're gonna make all black Yankee jerseys. Like, I can't wait to see excited. this. The players were excited about it, though. I remember. I don't remember who it was on R two C two. Was like, yeah, like we're gonna be out there in all black, black pants, yeah. black jerseys. Gonna be filthy. And because, then they came like, out and they're just bad. You guys watch college football, right? When like. Florida State or like Louisville or somebody does a blackout and they have mm. a black jersey. Oh, like yeah. all the players are pumped because they're like they flip the jerseys and it's like everyone in the stands is wearing black and it's like a sweet black edition. They literally just took it's like like you know like like paint back in the day. You could just take the paint bucket. It's like they just dumped the paint bucket black on the letters 
on the on the numbers on the jersey and the nicknames they chose like terrible nicknames the best the best one was out just because he's from brooklyn he picked brooklyn like a uh, new york on the front B- brooklyn on the back with a zero jersey is is like yeah that's, that's tough good. like well, that's i a, think that's a cool jersey i think they they have to choose i think i read this somewhere i could be wrong i think they have to choose their nickname but like before the season starts like they do it in spring training so yeah. like that's just that's just dumb to me because sock man like that would have been the perfect thing that was the big miss for me but yeah it's like that you you have some of these names that like come on as the season goes on just you know it's a to me it's just a miss on mlb it is exactly it's it's like it's it's so it's something that's so easy to to do and they just you know it just could have been done much better it goes back to showing you that like i said mlb will be in third place and like they, they want to be on the level of like NFL and NBA, but they don't have the right people inside that office, man. I've been in that office, 245 Park Avenue. I've interviewed there. I worked for MLB. I know a lot of people in there. And like, even when I interviewed, I was like, yo, like they asked me, like, what could I bring to the table? I'm like, I don't know, maybe like a little sauce, maybe like some jigginess that you guys don't have. Like maybe somebody to look at things a little different and be like, like someone, not someone, everyone signed off for them to make these plain black and white jerseys. Yeah. Everyone like nobody, said, yeah. nobody in the room was like, you yeah. know what? That actually, it doesn't look that great. Can we redesign this or something? As I soon as it hit Twitter, right. as soon as it hit Twitter, everybody was trashing yeah. these jerseys. Yeah. No, they were terrible. They should have. What also, they should have done is just leaked it out to Twitter before, gotten the backlash, and they're like, all right, we got to fix this now. Like, we got to change right. it up. Yo, pull a George R. R. Martin, like figure out what the ending everybody hates is, and then roll yeah, it back. Exactly. You're like, well, this is what yeah. I would have written. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But yeah, uh, oh, what was I about to say about the Yankees? Oh yeah, they the MLB is getting a little bit better with that kind of stuff. Like I, I know we talked about John Boy before. I I love those guys, John Boy and Jake. And could you imagine like two years ago if he was doing these videos where he was ripping footage and then putting his own stuff over it? Like that would have gotten shut down so fast. But they're just kind of letting it roll now. Trust me, I know. I was in the fan cave in 2014. We weren't even allowed to like make gifts. And tweet them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you see that in the NBA, and it's yeah. so popular yeah. in the NBA. They're late. They're late, man. They're late to the party. They're late to the party. They and don't. They don't care. They. Yeah. It's one of those things where they like, like they have like copyrights, and they don't want their content being redistributed. But they didn't understand five years ago that like they didn't understand the culture of the internet and where it was going, and that like how important video is now to every oh, yeah. platform. Like they just were late. They're late. Yeah, what are you yeah, gonna do? The NBA, it? they they know every time like Worldwide Wob like shares a video that he like took or something like that. They, you know, every time that happens, it's a good thing for the NBA. Like yep. they don't, you know, their social media video, all stuff like that. It's like the more pu- publicity, the better. And MLB for a while there was, you put something up, you're getting ripped down. But um, I Big Cat, you guys know Big Cat from Barstool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Big Cat. They used to be on his ass. He's a Cubs fan, and he used to um used to rip the Cubs like every home run and put it out. And like, mm-hmm. I think it almost got to the point where they were trying to sue him, like, like legal stuff back in the day. And he kind of raised his mm-hmm. name off doing that. And they just, they just had it all wrong, but now they are starting to come around. I think what it is, is people are getting younger that are in positions of power. Um, people are getting younger that understand it more and they're starting to change it. But that, uh, that old man, there's still a lot of that like old man mentality, even with like the unwritten rules of baseball. Mm-hmm. And that's why they went out with hashtag let the kids play this year. But that was a half-baked fucking thought. Because you say let the kids play, but then you're suspending guys 
as soon as someone bat flips and then they're throwing at their head and a brawl mm-hmm. starts. Like, yeah, like think, the Tim and the Tim Anderson thing, like that was like yeah. right towards the beginning of the season. Didn't he bat flips. Through. There's a big brawl, and it's like, all right, so let the kids play, or like who's or not who's really. letting them play? Yeah. Because, like, if you let the kids play like that, the other kids are going to play back, and it's not going to be what you want, MLB. So, See, this actually rolls right into the last question we ask everybody that comes on. I'm going to ask you too, Danny, because this is your first time on. But are we a bat flip guy or an old or unwritten rules guy? Obviously, we're all bat flip guys here based on the conversation <laughs> we just had. Yeah, and, I, and I'll say this. Because I, I, I love all three major sports in America. I used to be a hockey fan, but when they locked out when I was a kid, I didn't really understand it, and I kind of fell off. But I love the NFL. I love NBA. I love Major League Baseball. And in the other sports, something like a bat flip is equivalent to, like, a Steph Curry shimmy. Yeah, it's um, nothing. It's literally nothing. Something like a bat flip is equi- equivalent to Le- Le'Veon Bell putting the ball out and dropping it first down. It's just part of it. It's showmanship. And it's like, it's just like swag. It's just like, yo, I got that off. So I get to celebrate and you get to watch me celebrate. And that's what it is. In baseball, there's supposed to be this unwritten rule of like respect and like, um, like yeah, camaraderie. Right. That's and I'm like, shit. yo, mm-hmm. no one wants to see that shit. No one wants to see that corny ass like, oh, I hit a home run, but let me duck my head and run around the bases. No, if you hit the ball into the water, Tell Bumgarner to go get that shit out of water, uh, the water, pimp yeah. that shit, take a look at it, and everyone's going to tweet about it. You throw it's that viral. bat into the third deck. You got that one. That's yours. And you know what? The, the Latin players, give them credit. The, the rise of Latin players is what brought some of that swag, that mm. sauce, that energy to the game. And they, with the language barrier and some other things, they don't care about what you say. They don't care about <laughs> the game that you're trying. They're playing the game they played on the island. They're playing the game that they played growing up. And so now it's kind of gotten to the point where there there is no unwritten rules anymore. And, you know, let the kids play. They're going to play how they want to play. So I'm, I'm a bat flip guy from when, you know, Joey Bats won that game a couple years back and bat flipped. He threw his bat. I'm like, I hate the Blue Jays, but I was like, damn, that was swaggy. Like, Yeah, that was this is such a moment. I'm like, yo, that makes baseball so much more fun to watch. Absolutely. That's it. Marcus Stroman always said it best. Is- where you're just like, yeah, like bat flip on me if you get one. But if I strike you out on the next pitch to end the inning, I'm dancing my way all the way back to the dugout. Right. And you're going to hear about it. <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that too. It's like it goes, it goes both ways. And my thing with bat flips too is like you can bat flip and be an idiot. But like if you're down, da- that's if you're down like, nine runs you hit a home run and you're bat flipping like then everyone can look at you and go like all right yeah. that guy like you're just an idiot you know the situation but like that's the no. same, that's the same thing like all sports yeah like you score a touchdown down 40 you're not going to celebrate but like if you hit a big home run or you score a big touchdown celebrate enjoy it like that's why we're watching the sport we want to see people have fun we want to like have like an emotional reaction to it. Yes, like, I don't, it want, I don't want robots out there. Exactly. I want. I want to see my favorite players fired up. I want to see my team. I want to see Gardner doing pull-ups on the yeah. fucking dugout. I want to see Talkman slamming his hands when he gets safe at third, like he's pumped. Like I don't want to see guys afraid to show their opponents up because when I'm in the stadium, I'm talking cash shit to my opponents. Like I'm literally in someone's ear wearing another jersey. Like ah, we're up five nothing. So like I don't want the players to like have some type of like quiet respect that I don't have. 
Every time I see Mike Talkman celebrate, I remember he had like a double in his second game or something, and he was going crazy at the bag, and everyone in the dugout was like, yo, who is this guy right now? <laughs> my favorite my favorite thing about Talkman is like, to me, it seems like the guy who like, he gets a hit or a home run, then when he's in the dugout, whoever will listen to him, he's like talking, he's like, yeah, you know, he came in with the slider, and then it, like, it looks like he's just like, wants to talk through like everything, and guys are just like, all right, Mike. Like, yeah, no, I get it, Mike. I get it. Yo, I think Talkman is the dude. They said he played like quarterback and DB. Yeah. And um, I looked at his Wikipedia, and they said that he beat Jimmy Garoppolo's like high school team for like the championship. I'm like, so this guy was probably like Mister All America in mm-hmm. high school. Played probably football, basketball, baseball. Stuck with baseball because he's a white dude, and he's just like <laughs> figuring it out now. And the Yankees are the best team to, like, figure it out and hit your stride with. How dumb do the Rockies look? They gave us – look at mm-hmm. the look at the players they gave us. It's amazing. This is a great year for us. Fantastic. Well, Keith, we're going to let you go because the game's starting soon. We all got to get ready for that. But it was great having you on, man. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. And, uh, I mean, I appreciate you reaching out. Um, tag me. Let me know how I can support, how I can share, whatever. And um, just keep creating, keep tweeting, stay positive. And, um, you know, it's going to be fun. You know, like like uh, like JJ says, see you at the parade. Yes, sir. I'm (laughs) looking forward to keeping our extended netting uh, campaign going. Oh, yeah. Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> that's another so pop. Dumb. That, yeah. like, that's another thing, man. I, I hope someone from Major League Baseball is listening to this podcast. You guys changed the DL to the IL, and the Yankees can't stay off of it. But you can't mandate Nets to just go down to, like, halfway pat. Like, come on. Let's let's keep these kids safe and these old women safe. Like, it's, it's a simple no-brainer. It. It's, it's yeah. very easy to fix. But, all right. Thanks, man. We'll let you know when this goes up. All right, guys. All right. Appreciate you, man. Later.